I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Are you lonesome tonight? <laughs> I can't really sing right now. I got a little bit of a cold, y'all, so bear with me. I'm a little sick. Chris is a little sicky. A little bit He's sick. A little sicky. <laughs> and I'm a little headachey, so we're we're in this weird end of January place that I mean, it's it's already a very strange place, but this this particular episode yeah, might I've be. I've got lots of dayquil in my in my system right now, so I'm not responsible for anything that I say. Mm-hmm. Don't use it against me. Right. No, that is his alternate personality. If you hear yes. something weird that comes out of his mouth, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill y'all. Wait, what? What was that? What? What? What, what was that? What? Oh my god! <laughs> Whoopsie! It's the dayquil. <sighs> Whoopsie Thaddeus. Always coming out. Not Thaddeus. Oh, <laughs> what a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, not really Thaddeus. More of George. It's Stark. more George. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Are they one in the same? Thaddeus. We don't really know. It's always left up to, yeah. you know, some questions here at the end of this movie. When you're getting torn apart I, by crows. I have some questions. <laughs> you know, I believe that Mr. King is trying to mm-hmm. say. That within all of us, there is a Thaddeus and a George, mm-hmm. and they can coexist together if you can find the right balance. Just as Mr. King was trying to find his balance with Mr. Richard Bachman. That's right. right? At the exactly. time. Exactly. Very much inspired by the Bachman series. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote mm-hmm. many books under a, a phony little name because he... Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm, I don't remember why i mean i know there were a few stories like that rage story that was really 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 dark that i think he's gotten pulled now because of all the school shootings and stuff but Mm -hmm. the rest of the stories weren't like that much darker than his normal stories i'm trying to remember why he decided to write under that i think he talked about it at some point but i can't remember yeah, I don't remember. I mean, some of them were more straightforward detective type stories, that's right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and like less horror. So maybe that's but I, but not all of them. So I don't. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I think he did the, the, the Running the Man under that name, and I think mm-hmm. Thinner was under that name as as well. Mm, so yeah. maybe it was his like I'm gonna try some wacky experiments and see what ha- happens without the f- fear of f- tarnishing my brand or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's it's not exactly like the character that he's created here because this character, I, he's more of an academic-minded guy, and he's just right. trying to not get fired from his job and blah 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 for writing these you know tawdry horror <laughs> story. I mean, they're not horror. I mean, it's mystery thriller or whatever, but it's it's close enough. It's trash. Um, it's filthy trash. Yeah, basically, <laughs> pulpy trash. <laughs> uh, yeah. So not exactly the same as Stephen King. Yeah. It, uh, you're right. I'm not really entirely sure why he even made the the Richard Bachman thing. Uh, yeah, but, but folks, you know, let us know. Yes. You know, I mean, I could look it at myself, but who has the time? We don't I mean, have come time. On, it's late January. I'm not going to do research. <laughs> we have an episode to do. We just don't have time to be doing yes. all these no. research montages. We don't. Who are we? Naomi <laughs> Watts? We don't have time for this. Sisters <laughs> are doing it for themselves. <laughs> 
We don't have Running time. on treadmills. <laughs> sifting through library books. You know, there's just so many, so many. Who has the time? We don't have time. I mean, yeah, they do it in like two minutes in the movie, but like. <laughs> we have to shoot that montage, okay? Yeah. It takes like weeks to shoot a montage a if, you, if you don't know, folks. We have to make sure our hair and makeup is good. We have to, you know, it's, it's, right. it's a lot of work. Yeah, if we're going to be the most popular girl, I mean, it's going to take yeah. a lot of time here. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Gonna I wear our hair and make Soon you're gonna see. Ooh. Oh, man. It's a beautiful <laughs> fucking movie, man. Oh, God. What did we do to deserve that film? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, Coke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it was the 80s. <laughs> I guess we all did a lot of Coke and inhaled a lot of... Uh, hairspray fumes and were like you know i got an idea and they were like perfect which perfect teenager zelda sold 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 <laughs> you had me a teenager and witch you add the right. zelda uh mm-hmm. gold mm-hmm. shirtless football scenes uh you know uh, <laughs> locker room <laughs> girl numbers i mean <laughs> everything really check 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 it's everything I want from a film, truly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dark half could have used a few more musical numbers. The dark half could have used a musical number or two, you know? Uh, maybe, yeah. uh, but I can't do it alone. And then, yeah. <laughs> did they he just go back and forth, you know? the razor around and mm-hmm. cut off the ponytails and all things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a nice little duet between the two of the halves here, I think. Coming soon to the Broadway 2025 season, the dark half. Uh, they need something, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Leah Michelle's not going to save the whole, you know, Broadway here. The problematic Leah Michelle's not going to s- solve all Broadway. She can only do so much. She's only right. one problematic person. <laughs> okay. We can't know. <laughs> Damn, she's got a lot of issues, but girl sure can sing. God love her. Oh, man. <laughs> Bless her little heart. This movie is uh, 30 years old. This year, thirty just years crazy. old, crazy. Thirty crazy. years old. Mm-hmm. Hit him, Dano. He's three zero, <laughs> and he can kick, stretch, and kick. <laughs> Tom do close. Tom do close. Please. Tom do close. Plie. Thirty. Well, now, when was this actually made? Because I, I that keep remembering it was made earlier and then came out later. Because or Orion went went bankrupt i think i think blue sky was also made by them at the same time and wasn't released until like 95 like there was all Mm. this weird stuff going on yeah this was technically shot between october 1990 to march 1991 yeah if all had gone to plan it would have come out 1991 late probably or early 92 um but nope we got it in 93 um poor orion but they came back. They're like, they're back now. What have I seen? Yeah, there was something recently I watched that had the Orion label before it. And I was like, I want to say what it was this? the Child's Play remake. Mm, I want to say sounds it right. was them. Okay. Because yeah. I went to see that and I was like, wait, is this the Orion logo? What the fuck? Right. What? Holy 1987, Batman. Right. What is going on? Yeah. And it was like the same logo too. I was like, wait, this is, are, are we sure we got into the right auditor- auditorium? Like what's, what's happening? Hopefully now they'll make better choices so they won't go bankrupt again. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, brain did. Like we said, uh, what else? What else? I what is going on? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on in the world lately. Uh, um, there is uh, there was the, the full Scream 6 trailer. 
Mm, yes. And um, people are upset because Ghostface has a gun, which in in I I'm not sure why people are upset because he's always had a gun in every finale of the franchise. Yeah. So I don't know why it's like. It's like he has a gun in a in a bodega. This isn't Ghostface, not my Ghostface. Right. Like he always yeah. has a gun. He always has a gun. I can't remember if, if he ever has one when he's in a mask or they're in a mask, but otherwise, it, it, yeah, it's not not that big of a yeah. development here, folks. Um, yeah. People what, what else? Yeah, about been, everything. I haven't watched that trailer in like two weeks. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else was in it. I, they <laughs> had all the the, the memorabilia, the, the museum, right for the. Ghostface oh, yeah. killings and everything, and uh, it's a so shrine. Mm-hmm. So everyone's trying to pick apart all the little. Oh, that that dress is something that was worn in part two, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. I see Tatum's skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I wonder if Tatum's gonna make a cameo appearance. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Even though it would make no sense. She just shows up with a big garage door on her on her head. Right. Right. <laughs> I feel like the trailer didn't really, and maybe it's good. The trailer didn't really give away any plot that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact that they're in New York City, which we knew. Um, right. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I guess there's some sort of super fan out there. I don't know. Is he collecting stuff from previous kills and movies or something? Maybe. I, I maybe know. it's maybe it's a cult. Uh, it's a cult. Which oh. They keep saying they're going to do, and then they never do. So we'll see. Maybe that'll Ooh. be. The, we'll see. Cult of Ghostface. Mm. I saw that Gail was finally getting a phone call. So there's that. Yeah. Um, took her long enough. It took her long enough. Yeah. Uh, but nobody better touch my Gail. So help Listen. me God. So I will riot. There is some news on the Crystal Lake show. Apparently, Adrian King is re- 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 returning mm. from part mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Who she'll be playing? Who knows? Will she, yeah. Yeah. Will she be playing? playing the same role or someone else we don't know right. yet and right. kevin williamson is going to be writing an, an, an episode of the show mm-hmm. so oh my goodness gracious yeah. quite a lot of good news there, there's a lot i mean i i can't wait to find out who the the big casting is going to be that's the i know i think it's i i just have to have this over the top performance here and it has to be I'm wonderful so excited and, uh, oh it better be great we know we're we're gonna get a pam and it better be a a good Pam. It better yep. be a strong Pam. Right. <laughs> oh. Pam it up. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We get more Pam. I love Voorhees. I know. I've always wanted this. Ever since I was a little boy, I dreamed that we'd have more Pam one day. And now we Me do. too. Like, every Friday the 13th, all I see is Jason, 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 Jason. And like, yeah. where's my Pam? The AKA, no. the actual, original Friday the 13th killer, you know? I hear they're also working... Victor Miller, right, is working on the movie, or is it? Is he the one doing the? I think show? Victor I Miller is the one doing the show because okay. he and, and Sh- Sean Cunningham had a big yes falling out, and I think so. He, Cunningham he, is trying to do the movie now, apparently. I think so. Yeah, I think that's going to probably be more Jason centric, which right. will also be probably a little bit more dull, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm not like too ex- excited about that one, but whatever. I'll yeah. probably still go see it. <laughs> I mean, what do, what what do I have better to do? Life, you know. I know. <laughs> I'll go see a Friday the Thirteenth. Twist my Wild. arm. <laughs> yeah, Lord. I still haven't watched Sick. I haven't either. Uh-huh. I'm, Someday I'm maybe. gonna get that Peacock membership. I'm gonna do it. It's cheap. Yeah. 
Um, but I just, I have been sick. So I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie called sick. I'm just like, it right. just, it'll make it you sick. sound up yeah. even more sick right now. More sick. No. <laughs> so I'm going to wait until I'm well to watch sick. Yeah. Um, there, there's, and, there's uh, that shit. There's that. And there's the, uh, that, uh, poker face series looks pretty good with Natasha Leone um, that Natasha they just dropped Leon, in there. Yeah. I think they only have like one, one, two Natasha. episodes, but I'll, I'll watch it for her. Mm. I love Natasha. Mm-hmm um what else oh oh uh the haunting of julia is getting a blu-ray release in australia mm-hmm. sorry exciting i think mm-hmm. nicole had some, something to do with this <laughs> she's like you know what i love the haunting of julia i'd love to re- remake it it'd be so cool um actually she would be great in a remake she'd be great in a remake um, yeah. but um <laughs> but i'm so excited and i believe it's going to be region free so everybody can pick up a copy i just went on the website and pre-ordered it along with a bunch of other shit that I probably don't need. But I was like, while I'm here, I might as well just load up the cart. And uh, so I'm <laughs> excited to get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, while I'm here, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they have that's that looks pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great yeah, little so. overlook gem of sorts. It is. And it really is. It's spooky. Very formative. Yeah, spooky. Very formative for like all the ghost uh, girls with ghost movies that we love. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's great. Uh, oh, Child's Play uh chucky renewed for oh, season three. it has been renewed exciting yes exciting. indeed so that may, may it run forever you know <laughs> wonderful may it forever run mm-hmm. um i think that's most of the news on the the horror socket these days that's and, true uh, yes uh that infinity pool movie's out haven't seen it yet i want to see it i have not we'll see. i didn't even think it would play around here but it turns out it is so i'm like oh i need to get Good. this right before it uh only plays for a about a week and then leaves so yeah um, that's the the dilemma yeah but in the meantime we're still stuck in 1993 you know? oh no mm. help us <laughs> you're our our only hope our only hope <laughs> get us out of here please not a great year for horror uh no. both 2003 and 1993 i something was going on uh n- not great time periods for no. horror i feel like and uh uh the i'm trying to think what was good in 93 there's just not much there was the good son which we like the good son we'll talk about mm-hmm. this uh needful things is okay okay uh, yeah the crush you know more of a thriller but we like the, yeah. we like the crush um mm-hmm. I like the crush i feel like that's about it like that there just wasn't yeah. a whole lot of uh um much not much yeah it was pretty slim pickings that year yeah yeah uh leprechaun the first leprechaun oh and see i don't even like the first one i don't really either honest. so uh, it is what it good. is um like i'm sorry jennifer aniston i love you but no it's not great no uh not, not for oh good. when a stranger calls back that came out oh oh yes okay that was maybe the best clear, of the year clearly the best one of the year yes yeah, yeah. that gets the oscar yeah <laughs> if we're giving out awards <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but, but jason goes to hell whatever uh body bags um a couple couple of decent things but uh yeah i i enjoy body bags and i'll even admit i enjoyed jason goes to hell i rewatched it when i got the box set and i was like you know what it's actually kind of fun in a in its own weird <sighs> wacky way i hated it when it first came out so i'll have to give give it another revisit like for me it's I did too. The, the bottom of the barrel so we'll see i'll revisit well, sometime. it's it's just so weird now yeah. that i'm like i almost have to admire it just for being so wacky it was a weird time um mm-hmm. as we've said in the past uh 
this movie, like we said, was shot in 1990. Uh, but when it came out in 93, there wasn't a lot of like blood and guts horror to speak of in general. I mean, the, the studios had sort of transitioned more to the erotic thrillers, um, which this has a little bit of a yuppies in peril vibe. Like, I mean, a lot of Stephen King's stuff does, um, Oh yeah, you know, well off professor here with his family and, uh, you know, haunted by this dark half inside of him. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of a yuppies in peril vibe here, but, um, definitely. It's no basic instinct or single white female or hand that rocks the cradle. But what is really? I mean, you know? I think the film could have been Im- improved if there was a scene with Timothy Hutton not wearing underwear and crossing yes. his legs. It would have helped. Or punching someone in the hospital. You know, I think yeah. that's we, oh, as we've actually my... decided, like that's just something every film needs. <laughs> my favorite staple of the y- yuppies in peril <laughs> sub <Era. laughs> genre. Just punching someone in the face in a hospital. <laughs> Give me my baby, bitch. God. A beautiful time. That's all I need. That's all I need. God. Oh, we were so lucky then. We were. We were. Um, well, of course, directed by Mr. George A. Romero. Oh, I love my George. Georgie. You know? Oh, so talented. Such a nice dude, too. Just yeah. Good people, you know. Who, you know, probably had a little bit of a dark half of of his own. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, don't we all? Don't we all? Um, and this was a little bit of a, a turn for him because he was mostly the zombie guy before this. Yeah. Still, I think he wanted to do something a little more. Um, I mean, like Cronenberg, when we talked about uh, The Dead Zone, I think they were both kind of looking to do something a little more. Oh, I don't know. Elevated. <laughs> I hate that yes. word. But, uh, you know, classy. Classy, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, because we'd also talked about how he was uh, he was approached to do Pet Cemetery first. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I guess he was still in that sort of Stephen King mindset was like, I guess I'll do one of his one of his uh, one of his books one and one of these days. And I guess it was about a year after that. I'm sure he he signed on to do this. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, what was he doing instead of Pet Cemetery? I already forgot. I think it was uh... Monkey Shines, right? Monkey Shines, yes, that sounds Which, right. Yeah, wait, wasn't that Stephen King too? Yes, Didn't based on that? a short story. I feel like okay, yeah, okay. I feel like I think that was him, right? Uh, Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Dude, I don't okay. want to be I'm like looking it up. Um, I think it maybe was, not. Right? Was it Stephen King? Uh, it based just... on Monkey Shine by Michael Stewart. Okay, no, that's not Stephen King. Yes. Sometimes we are wrong, y'all. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Steered you down a wrong path. I I mean, it seems like something that would have been in like a Stephen King short story in like a anthology somewhere. But uh, yeah, I don't know um, why. I was misinformed. I'm so sorry, y'all. That's it's you're sick, you know, and uh, I'm sick. It's the day quill. (laughs) It's the. the... Didn't Stephen King write? Uh, I believe, yeah. I think I think he wrote Streetcar Named Desire. I don't that know. that I you think. you've got mail. I believe yeah. that was a Stephen King adaptation. Oh, that's my favorite of his work. <laughs> Little Shop Around you the Corner by mail. Stephen King. Oh, that was his best one. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I always get that Stephen King and Nora Ephron confused. They're so similar. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just uh, the similar themes, similar, you know. They're yeah, all love stories. <laughs> yeah. 
fucking Dayquil. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dayquil, January, uh, seasonal depression. You know, it, it all kind of, it all comes out here. It's a cocktail of terror. That's what it, really it is. is. It really is. Remember when we did like every Scream movie last January and we're like, this is going to be really easy. And then it was like an entire essay to go through for the production history and everything else. And was... This film was rewritten 487 times. Oh my God. By 300 different writers. Ugh. Good Lord. Weinsteins, calm it down. It was filmed in part of Washington. No, in part at Washington and at Jefferson College near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So yet another movie we covered that was not covered that was not actually shot in maine but takes place in maine oh no george loves him some pittsburgh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's his place of worship so to speak mm-hmm. the film was romero's romero's romero <laughs> romero's <laughs> uh third foray into filming with the support of a major film production company after creep show and monkey shines um which caused some problems because he was more of a notoriously low-budget director so he had to now deal with studio interference and everything else at the time Uh, i have also heard that he and timothy did not get along very well um apparently there was some friction there uh but uh i don't know they got through it they made a movie so there's that i don't really know about timothy hutton's like acting style i feel like he's probably one of those method actors but yeah i don't know that's what i'm thinking yeah like maybe he's just one that like he was like i want you to call me by my character's name i am george stark (laughs) and honestly people like that drive me insane so i'm like just it's called acting my dear boy okay sit down like we we don't need to (sighs) it's like i starved myself for four months to play this part why why Why? do that don't do that i I refuse to go to the bathroom during production wouldn't let let anyone else go to the bathroom (laughs) I think my favorite is when they do background research on some career field for like a day. And they're like, well, I did my research. You know, I, I, I sat in a cop's a, a, you know, a cop station for, for one day. So I'm, I'm an expert on, on this, this cop character. I'm playing. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, it just, it's really silly. I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it just doesn't seem necessary. You know, I did, did, did no. Drew Barrymore have to go back to school uh, to, you know, to play, an undercover reporter and never been kissed i don't think so i think she just did it you know i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he just randomly showed up at a school and, and was like hey you guys hey it's me true i mean she may wow. have she may have she... i'm a ray of sunshine and hu- human form how are you <laughs> billy billy bali bali <laughs> the island nation of bali <laughs> i fucking love drew barrymore so much she's just uh, she's wonderful she's like a big scoop of rainbow sherbert she's a, a nepo baby that i just want to hug you know? I know. She's like the original Nepo baby mm-hmm. who actually has t- t- talent. And I, just, I think most of them, heart. I mean, not all of them, but I feel like a lot of them do have talent because they come from yeah. talented families. And I think a lot of them end up working their asses off because they're trying to prove themselves like that they can be as good as their parents, basically, or better. Right. Yeah. And I, so I think there is this idea that they're not talented. I, I mean, sure, there are some, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, sorry, Kate Hudson fans. I, I've never thought she was like the greatest actress ever, but, um, yeah. although she's, she's, I, I did like her in, um, the, uh, the new Knives Out movie. I thought she was yeah, like, g- goofy and it was fun. I liked her in that skeleton key and almost famous. And that is, yeah. um, I think that's it. That's, about it. <laughs> that's, that's not not the best track record because when you compare uh, you know, her with her yeah. mom it's like well i i liked her in this 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 there's, that there's, that, there's, that. There's, it's like right. well i've liked her in everything so yeah it's like uh, <laughs> not quite the same but yeah maybe she just can't pick projects well i don't know 
What's up? Are there any Nepo babies in this movie? I don't. Not Timothy that I Hutton. I believe Timothy, his dad yes, was an of actor. Course. So that, yes. yes, yes. I think his dad was in um was uh, in uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, the original TV movie. Mm. He was in that. Yes, mm. with yeah, Kim Darby. Yeah. And of course, I think um, Timothy Hutton's biggest claim to fame before this was probably Ordinary People. I can't think of anything between. Oh, yeah like big yeah, did, did, um, he, did, did he do the temp before this or after this because I, I love the temp <laughs> i mean yeah, i don't know that i'm necessarily be called a you know claim to fame but you know it uh oh well speak for yourself kevin <laughs> i think it was released before this but no it was okay. released the same year they were both in 93 so oh yeah. big year for our boy tim right right oh, what was he doing around this time period uh uh, French Kiss in 95 but that was mostly oh. with Kevin Klein. yeah um, was he with Deborah Winger at this point I think they were together for a long that time. sounds right hmm. another quote unquote difficult actor um, <laughs> I don't know man that, that must have been quite the relationship two difficult yeah. personalities together yeah yeah I guess that's why it didn't last but yeah, uh, you know, he got a, a ton of award recognition for ordinary people, and uh, rightfully so. It's a great rightfully so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I this. Uh, let's see, he was nominated for this for a Fangoria Chainsaw Award, which is always well. I mean, you lovely know, to be nominated. You know, that's the pinnacle right there. I know. I know. I would love to have a Fangoria Chainsaw. Where would you keep it? It's my, it's my dream. I would keep yeah. it on, um, I don't know where I would keep it. I have no fucking idea. I'm on the night will or the That's day okay. quill or whatever. Is, is, is it day or is it night? I don't know. Did oh, I mix and match again? I don't know. Oh, God. I'm half day. I'm half night. I don't or know. my uppers downers. Or, I don't know. <laughs> it's like Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. Gotta get off. Gonna get off. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Neely O'Hara! Oh, God. Where are we? Who am I here? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> Jerry Blake. Jerry Blake. That's my name. Jerry okay, Blake. Okay, okay. Um, right. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, what else about half. this movie? The Dark Half. <laughs> I don't know. Like we said, it was shot in 1990. Didn't come out till March. Uh, no, it didn't come out till April 1993. Mm, kind of a flop. Ten point six million against a fifteen million dollar budget. Ooh, um, critics not so bad though. I mean, it's uh fifty six, no fifty nine percent. Let me not undersell it here. Okay. That's uh, fair. They say uh, the dark half is a highly serious psychological study. Um, I don't know about highly oh. serious, but okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, Until you see the crows. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's. it's uh, the, <laughs> Fuck Rose, Rose, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just want Moira Rose to God. pop up. Like, I, that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> that was the first thing. I was like, I think the CGI was better in Moira's movie that she made. I don't know. Like, this is... Uh, the last five minutes of this movie, it's not that the scripting is bad, necessarily. It's just the execution. It's like they ran out of money. I, th- I have a lot of execution critiques with this movie i don't i don't know why but i it just doesn't grab me for most of the runtime and i kept waiting for it i kept thinking maybe this will be the time that i watch this movie and this will be the time that it, i love it i just didn't get to me this time 
but oh well. I mean, I don't, I don't love it. I like it pretty well mm. until that last little bit. I'm like, this is just so silly. <laughs> to me, it's just it's it's too long. It's a little flat. It is long. Like there's yeah, not a ton long. of suspense in it. And he's, he's, it's kind of just like I'm going from one kill to the next kill, and the script that kind of comes in and out every once in a while. And yeah. his partner doesn't really get anything to do. But I, I mean, I like his performance. I think his performance is, you know, solid. Um, oh, yeah. And I like the like whole duality Jekyll and Hyde, you know, story and like everything that mm-hmm. Stephen King was going for. But I, I do think this movie is prime for a remake. I'm surprised it has not um, had a remake I, I at this point. I could see actually. that going pretty well, actually. That's not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Um, Timothy Chalamet is George Stark. Oh, yeah, he would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roger Ebert liked that Timothy Hutton got to shed his nice guy image let's see he thought the movie um failed to develop its pre-natural opening theme um and never offered a satisfactory explanation for stark's existence which i agree with i think it probably works better in the context of the book um like you said i think the execution is not great at the end um but it does feel like they yeah they, they don't really explain anything um and you're left to kind of put the pieces together yourself and is this a supernatural thing is it because is it just all in his head and he's seeing this guy being torn apart by crows is this actually happening i mean i I mean something (laughs) is happening like there is this other half because this person is killing people and it is yeah i mean it's shown that it's not him so yeah but a little more explanation would have been again i haven't read the book so i it probably i have gets into this more and you know uh and I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, sitting there going, well, you should read the book. And I, yes, we should. You know, I'll get to yes. it. Life okay. is, you know, yes. okay, okay. I, Reading I, is I, good for us. We know. Okay. God, those, those fucking people that are always like, the book is better. Like, the book is almost always better. You don't need to tell me that the book is better. We know okay. that. Like, it has 50,000 more pages to de- exactly. develop every character, get in into their heads. Right. So you know exactly what they're thinking when they make their choices. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's it, it does. But we are not a help. literature podcast. Okay. We are talking about the We're movie. Not. <laughs> you know? That's right. We're going to uh, separate the book from the movie. Right. Uh, is there any, any trivia here for this? Let's see. Uh, like we said, the the inspiration for this was uh, Stephen King's own dark half of sort, you know, Richard Bachman. Mm-hmm. Although I think Stephen King himself is pretty dark. So you get this kind of, uh, at least what he writes is, you know, fairly dark. So, uh, oh, yeah, I think he, I don't know, like we said, I, I don't know how Richard Bachman is necessarily any darker than his normal stuff, but uh, who knows? Right. Um, the Dark Half was the last novel that Stephen King wrote before becoming completely sober. Um, mm. His addiction and his desire to go sober are reflected in the book's themes of dual personalities. Okay, so I guess what is going on in this tale? Well, there is a teenager named Thad Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Um, Thaddeus. Which is the Thad- Thaddeus, the fanciest <laughs> name ever. and mm-hmm. uh, And he wants to be a writer. So his mom gets him this typewriter, and his mom is played by Beth Grant, by the way. I just want to say that because right. I love her. And I think right. she's, she's amazing. <laughs> she's um, one of the greatest character act- actresses of all time, I swear. Truly. So like, whenever she pops up, I'm like, oh, thank God Beth is here. We're in good hands. Yeah. Yay. I doubt, um, your com- was it, I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Sparkle Motion. He told me to forcibly insert a left choice card into my anus. <laughs> um and so uh so he's having this grand old time writing horror stories but then he starts to get these weird headaches 
and one day he passes out in the front yard and he's rushed to the hospital where all these d doctors operate on his brain and they see that inside there are pieces of another human being inside his skull like an like an eyeball and teeth with cavities and shit and and if this the, sounds the, familiar folks <laughs> Uh, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say anything because maybe people haven't seen this movie. But let's just say there's a certain movie oh. that has come out fairly recently. A recent film. This, yes. this might ring some bells. I didn't think of that. But now that you mention it, yeah, it's kind of the same. I feel like you did think concept. of that, Chris. When we talked about Malignant, I'm pretty sure you brought know. up the dark half. Did I? <laughs> I, I did think I? so. Oh. I think so. Sorry, oh. I just gave it away. Also, <laughs> it's Malignant. Sorry. God damn Dayquil fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the doctor's like, oh, this must be his twin that never fully developed. But it's cool. We'll take it out and everything will be fine. And then like a gazillion birds, these these crows just start flying all around the city and just going, quack, quack, I'm a crow. Alfred, Hitch me. Alfred Hitchcock is just sitting down there with a camera while Tibby Hedren is like <laughs> shooing him away. And <laughs> like, oh, no, not, not the birds, not the birds. And for some reason, the special effects have not improved in 30 years since the it's a, it's <laughs> birds a little was sad. Made. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite. Although this one's not as cr cringy as the stuff at the end. I will give them that. At first, yeah. I was like, okay, it looks all right-ish right ish here. Um, but but then it it just it deteriorates. Um, but yeah. anyway, so it's it's 23 years later, and Thad is married to Liz, and they have these two cute little babies. And he's a professor at a college, and he's been writing pretty steadily, and he's just finished a new book, and everything seems great. Liz loves it. She's so excited about it. But one day, he spies this strange guy in the back of one of his lectures, and this guy comes up to him with this book, and he's like, hi, my name is Fred. Would you sign this? And it's a book by this guy named George Stark. And Thad's like, uh, nope, that's not me. Look at the picture on the back. Obviously not me. Goodbye. And Fred's like, why don't we have a little talk? So they go into his office and Fred's like, I know your secret. You've been writing all these super violent books under a pen name for years, but your secret's safe with me as long as you pay me a shit ton of money to keep it under wraps. Thad goes home and he talks to Liz and he's like, what do I do? And Liz is like, you know, honestly, I hate when you write those books because you change and you start drinking and smoking and acting like an asshole. But I have an idea. What if we beat him to the punch and do this big press event where you reveal it before he can? And then at some point he's like, man, I wish I could just kill that guy and shove his pecker into his mouth and stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, and so they plan this big elaborate press reveal where they're going to take pictures of Thad in front of a fake grave for George Stark. And he gives interviews at the lake house where he writes all the George Stark books. And, you know, phew, the crisis has been averted. Yay. But then, all of a sudden, this creepy dude dressed all in black starts showing up and killing people, like the photographer who's just driving down the road at night, and he, he sees this guy and just gets yanked out of his car, leaving his wooden leg on the window. <laughs> Such <laughs> like, a random little... <laughs> it's so weird. It's like a little folksy character choice. Mm -hmm. um, and the um, and the grave. Digger's like, you know, it's so weird. It looks like someone crawled out of George Stark's grave. They're like, how is this possible? And what's even worse is that the sheriff now thinks that Thad might have done it because there were witnesses that said they saw a guy who looked just like him and his fingerprints are all over the crime scene. But thankfully, he's got an alibi, so he's not under arrest just yet, yes. which is good. But, you know, 
uh, get, get out your murder board, folks, and start tracking with Red String what's going on here, because it, it seems like they might be linked, you know, these two. There might there be some might sort be of linked. connection between George Stark and Thaddeus. Yeah, because, see, Thad's headaches start up again. Mm-hmm. And then they discover that uh, old blackmailing Fred has been murdered in in New York, and the words written in blood on the wall are "The sparrows are flying again." Mm-hmm. And so Thad's like, "Oh my God, it's George! It's George Stark! He's pissed off that we killed him, and now he wants his revenge." And then George kills Thad's publicist M- Miriam with a razor, and she's trying mm-hmm. to call him, but. George gets her first and and once again the sheriff's like dude we found your fingerprints there but you couldn't have been there so what the fuck is going on here that's probably the most disturbing scene in the movie for me it's pretty scary actually yeah yeah taunting her and like slashing her face every once in a while and it's it's, 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 yeah pretty dark for you know this sort of prestige thriller you know it's got a really good scare too like when she's opening the door and then his head hand just like pops out i was like oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. you've startled me george romero <laughs> it's almost like this is a horror film <laughs> a horror I, I thought i was watching a comedy <laughs> and um and so then george kills this reporter dude named mike and he starts calling thad to tell him like every time he kills and um and then he goes after thad's publisher rick and I think he kills, like, like, two policemen, too. Yeah. And Rick's, like, this neo-hippie. The first yeah, time they show him, like he's just, ponytail. like, sitting around. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking <laughs> and uh, and very paranoid that one of the window cleaners is going to off him. Um, <laughs> I'm reminded of the scene from First Wives Club where they're just, like, going down on the, the, the window cleaning. <laughs> you look great! God. Oh, if only. Um... And uh, and then uh, George calls Thad again, and he's like, "You better bring me back, or I'm gonna keep on killing people, you fool." And um, also, George is starting to not look so good; like mm-hmm. he's starting to kind of rot a little bit. Mm-hmm. He just starts to look nastier, so he's like bandage- bandaging up his face and stuff. And basically, he needs Thad to bring him back completely, or else he'll just fade away in- entirely. Yeah. And um, that's like, I got to get to the bottom of this. So he goes to see the doctor who treated him when he was a kid and had all those problems. And the doctor's like, yeah, we found pieces of an undeveloped fetus in your brain when you were a kid. And um, unfortunately, George pays him a visit and kills him and makes it look like Thad is the one that did it. So now Thad's got to go on the run. It's not going to be pretty. Right. And... um. Eventually, um, he gets help from Reggie, who works with him at the college, played by Julie Harris from The Haunting and all these great movies. And right, right. Wonderful actress. And she tells him that he needs to confront his dark half, which is George. And there's something about birds being symbolic of death or something, and maybe they'll be able to help him in some way. I'm not really sure. I don't know about the birds. Some sort of The, the birds are the, the biggest stuff. question mark. On this. It's yeah. very odd. I think mm-hmm. Stephen King was just like, I want to write a horror story about birds and just put put, put them in there for some reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was also, like we said, the last uh, book he wrote before he went into rehab or whatever. So, you know, maybe that was true. part of it. Too. Maybe the birds were the booze talking. I'm not sure. Could be. Could be. Boozy birds. 
And uh, and then George calls him up and is like, I got your wife and babies at the lake house. You better come up here and start riding as me again or I'm going to cut them up. And he's like, oh, dear. So he heads out to the lake house and George is not looking good. I mean, he's he's all taped, taped up because, you know, his like face keeps deterior deteriorating. And George is like, sit down. We're going to write. And Liz is all tied up somewhere. So that's like, OK, let's go into the office. And, and he keeps trying to stall um, because he just doesn't want to go there into the into the dark half. But eventually he offers George to write it himself. And there's this big fight and George gets stabbed in the neck with a pencil. And the sheriff shows up and unties Liz. And then Thad tells George something about how, like, he let him take over the writing because the birds would come for him instead. And then all these birds, like, come into the house and just eat George until he's dead. And (laughs) then... He and Liz live happily ever after. It's very weird. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. It just, strange it just kind of ends. And uh, yeah. d- 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 I, at one point, I know a baby is held at gunpoint. And uh, yes. there's, there's, Always there's, there's fun. some weird, weird, weird things. I'm, I'm sure uh, Siskel loved this movie. Siskel uh, was very upset. You know he was. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, damn you, Stephen King and George Romero. Like I kind of, you know, like I said, thematically, I I get it. Um, you know that we're trying to decide whether to sacrifice this other writer in you, that the, the, the pseudonym person, the darker half of you, that you know can create some really interesting stories, but also is sucking the life out of you, and it could be really troubling and you know evil essentially. Because um, right, even at the beginning of the movie, he's giving some lecture about like you know the id and like the the inner mm-hmm. um darkness that we all have and you can let it out and sometimes you can get some really good stories when you do but if you let it out too much then it starts to destroy everything in your life basically and eventually yourself too um so like thematically it uh i think it's it's pretty strong um but yeah i I don't know um i I think maybe some editing would have helped a little bit for me with this one i i I don't like usually with stephen king movies yeah i i feel like there's just not a lot of a screenplay to speak of. Like I can only like, even as you're going, like, you, you got to that plot pretty quickly because it's like, all that really happens is like, he starts killing people randomly and then yeah, they have the confrontation. Exactly. Um, and I feel like the book is probably more, you know, in depth and, you know, getting into the characters and stuff more. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it, it I, I don't dislike it. It's, it's not a um, movie that I dislike. It's my least favorite right. of the ones we covered this month, but um yeah, I do think there is potential for some sort of remake on this one. I, I'm kind of surprised they haven't tried yeah. to do so because um, it's not I like would be interested in that. It's not like Misery, where like people consider that to be like the definitive version, or or even mm-hmm. The Shining, even though Stephen King hates The Shining. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't think there would be a huge blowback if this one. I mean, there'd be some blowback because there always is blowback. But like, if they did oh, a remake course, of yeah. this one, I, I I don't think it would be massive like oh how dare you touch this classic piece of art you know um yeah it I, wouldn't I, be like if someone said i want to remake thinner you know i mean because yes. then it would you'd really get a lot of blowback well yes of course you know that, that classic you? that fucking you know don't Mona touch Lisa. my thinner <laughs> <laughs> don't come from my tommy knockers don't God. you dare <laughs> 
There's so many that, yeah, they, they either haven't touched or it could be remade and they could try different things with them, but they just want to keep yeah. doing shit like it and uh, uh, yeah. Pet Cemetery and stuff. And it's like, let's break out a little bit of the mold a bit here. Yeah. They're like, let's remake Carrie again. Again. Like, oh my God. God. You know, you're going to be another gotten it right. remake at some point. Yeah. It's like the only one that's <sighs> any good is the first one. Like, just yeah. leave just, them alone. Just stop. It's not going to work. Come on. Oh, it's yeah. like, but now we have modern technology. She's not going to find out about her telekinesis from the Dewey Decimal System. She's going to find out online. Do- yeah. Doesn't that justify a remake? It's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Right. That has nothing exactly. to do with it. No one cares. Exactly. Oh, it's <sighs> so goofy. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, this movie actually, it kind of reminds me of what Wes Craven's new Nightmare did a little bit better the yes, next better. year <laughs> but yes i see it's, i see what you're saying yes it's sort of the whole idea of sort of this this other entity that comes out when we write really dark material yes that true. we're kind of keeping it at bay through the stories but once we stop telling those stories they get pissed off and try to come into our world and kill ev- everybody i mean it's basically the same story essentially it in is I, I wonder if craven had read the book um Maybe that was any sort of inspiration. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It is interesting that they came out within like a year of each other. um, Yeah. Release wise anyway. Uh, That's true. That is, that is, I just, I just kept thinking how like that, that whole theme is basically the exact same. And yeah. um, I I mean, I like this movie. I think there's moments that are very entertaining. There's some good performances, but yeah, it is a little too long. I don't know why it needed to be that long. I, I, yeah. it's very long. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I like some of the, the, the kills are kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it's a, a, a interesting, uh, particularly thematically, um, this interesting mm-hmm. Jek- Jekyll and Hyde type deal. Um, I, I always like those kind of stories because... Oh, yeah. Um, and I think they, they tap into sort of the queer part of us too. You know, always this part of us that we hide and we don't want anyone else to see and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, you Why you do... gotta go and make this a gay thing, Kevin? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean... No, I do like agree every, yeah. with that, yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah, has just... a darker part of them. And the the, the thing oh, about yeah. being queer is, like, there's not necessarily anything inherent... I mean, there's nothing inherently dark about being queer, but it's just that idea no. of, like, hiding something from the world. Yeah. Um, that's, being, uh... like, one way around these people and another way around other yeah. people. Yeah. Which exactly. I think is the case for everyone. I mean, you know, there's yeah. even to this day, like, there are certain things I just won't talk about with certain people. You know, I'm not going to talk about sex with my grandmother, you know, but right. like, I'll talk about it with like some, some someone else. You know, there's just some right. things that you don't talk about with certain people. So it's like, I always feel like, am I being fake if I'm not really being myself around these people necessarily? Yeah. You know, like, I always struggle with that. Like, I'm not, I'm not the same person with ev- everyone because I know True. that they're, they have different tastes and, you know, so it's like, I don't know. It is a hard balance. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I feel like I adjust my personality slightly based on who I'm hanging around. Even my voice right. and my intonation are different. Yeah. It's, it's just Absolutely. like, it's, it's, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, you can, yeah, I mean, you could say like, am I being myself? But then it's like, I, I'm Sometimes I'm like, well, who am I? <laughs> you know, not to get yeah, like philosophical yeah. here sometimes, but I'm like, yeah. maybe this version of me is actually more closer to like actually who I, I, I don't know. But uh, maybe, yeah, it's, I, it's I, fascinating. We, we all have, I think, more different, you know, yeah, 
aspects of our personality that come out more. And I guess that's kind of, I think it's less about like being a different person and more just like accenting different parts of us when we're around different right. people. You know, it's like I'm when I'm in my professional mode, I'm I can bring out that part of myself a little bit more. But it's not like exactly. a fake part of me. It's just like a part that's sort right. of more dormant when I'm like hanging with friends or whatever. You know, it's 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 right. Um, yeah, it's 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 a tricky bat balance of being oneself but also trying to not like step on anyone's toes and kind of knowing your audience a bit. yes knowing your audience is a big thing yeah you know then every once in a while you kind of have to like do something that that pushes the envelope a little bit i mean that's exactly what what horror is you know pushing the envelope Mm -hmm. and um uh to get people thinking about these things and maybe not like hitting them in the face with it which is a problem with a lot of movies recently like we said but like just getting them to think Mm -hmm. about you know different things and um start to relate it to their own lives and uh but it's 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 tough it's a tough balance yeah i I definitely get that uh between like not wanting to ruffle too many feathers but then also wanting to get people engaged and thinking about things and not just sticking with the status quo forever you know oh Um, i know well that's so many people though you know and it's 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 just what they were taught and they've never had a reason to change their mind or think that they weren't right because their parents thought thought that their grandparents thought that it's just gone on and on right and it's it's kind of depressing but it's yeah you know this is how most people are yeah they do have to i mean oftentimes people are living double lives particularly Mm -hmm. queer people in religion you know like that one way they act one way around you know in order to get by and uh because they they feel like they have to sometimes because they're being watched by god Mm. and blah 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 Ah, but oh, then like they have this quote-unquote dark half which is really not that dark um well no. depending on what they're doing but you know but it, <laughs> yeah, it's uh well, yeah. usually <laughs> if, if it's just like having sex with someone of the same you know uh gender i i don't you yeah. know sex gender but uh uh yeah i mean not usually you know not usually um, yeah but then i yeah. i do also understand this concept of being a writer of horror where you know what you're doing doing is very strange and you do ask yourself like am i putting something out there into the universe that is going to be good and is going to help people in some way or am i just making the the world a really shittier place right and i struggle with that and i always think like you know is 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 this going to help is it gonna or is it just you know just sort of nasty cynical dark depressing junk you know, like yeah. I always sure. am nervous about that. And I think when I was younger trying to write horror stuff, I, I think because it, it was that sort of torture porn era, I was always like, I want it to be really dark and have everybody die at the end. And like, I look at that person now and I'm like, what the fuck was I going through? Like, that was really fucked up. Like, why would I want that in the world? And so now I'm just like, I'm, I'm really sort of. I, I, I get more thoughtful about it, I think, and sort of try to make sure that if I'm telling a horror story, it has a point and it's not just, you know, blood and guts and just yeah. depression, you know, meanness for the sake of being mean. Like, for yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's it's I guess all art serves some sort of purpose. But it, it, there is. Yeah, I agree. As I get older and older, I'm like, there's just certain art that I'm like, I don't really want to consume this because it's not really making me happy. It's not. Or making me think about something, or in a, in yeah. a positive or interesting way, um, it's just kind of I'm just watching people be killed for no reason, and yeah, it just gets to the point sometimes. Where I'm just like, I, why? Yeah, 
why am I doing this? I, I, I don't know. And, yeah. and of course, there's the whole argument with horror that's always about like coming to terms with your death and blah, 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 and seeing that mm-hmm. you know, played on screen. I get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just certain kind of horror. The older I get, the less I am invested in. The, um, but it's, like Same. you said, I probably would have been more invested in when I was younger, but things change. Right. People change. We're not the same yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Like even cellular, at, a, at a cellular level, we are not the same people. We are absolutely we were. not. It's, it's just, no. Yeah, it's like that that sort of teen angst, anger. You know, I, I think that's yeah. that's what's kind of gone. I think I enjoyed really dark stuff when I was a kid because you know that's what I was going through. Everything was dark, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and now I'm like, no, I think life can be a little bit more balanced. I think I'm a little yeah. more of an optimist, maybe, which I don't know if that's great for horror or not, but I'm like, I don't want to end a movie on a really, really bum note. I think people no. don't like that. People no. always com- complain. They're like, why'd you kill off everybody? I'm like, yeah, that is stupid. Why did they do that? It's depressing. It's like why I haven't really wanted yeah. to go to the movie theaters over the past couple of years uh, for a lot of different things, because I feel like that's what I'm going to end up seeing like something that just depresses yeah. me for two hours and doesn't mm-hmm. there's no optimism or light in anything i mean i I, yeah. I talked about like the batman movie the most recent one and that's what it felt like to yeah. me i was just like why do i want to sit through three hours of this oh, it's just so depressing and it, it doesn't make me feel happy or anything and it's, yeah. it's what do you call it? grief porn i guess it's not mm-hmm. like grief but it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing you know it's um uh trauma and, porn that's trauma right. porn yeah Tra- trauma I, porn yeah, yeah. And I guess during this era, like that's what some people have needed. Uh, but for me, it's just like I'd rather watch something that pulls me out of all the bad shit that's been happening yeah. and you know uplifts me to some degree. Uh, Absolutely, but, and and, and yeah. I'm I'm not like you know like Mister Toxic Positivity. Like everything must yeah. be great and right. optimistic at, at all <laughs> at all times. But I've discovered even in like the darkest moments of my life, there's always been little pieces of humor that I have found and those have gotten me through so much and so i think if i can do that in my own life with really horrible stuff why can't they do it in in a movie where you can have really horrible things happen but still have a little levity here and there you know just just i'm just asking for like a joke or two really just something that's not so fucking depressing yeah, of course. It, it, it because it starts to you know people complain a lot when a movie is too goofy or whatever, but it's like it can mm-hmm. be true the other way around too. I, it, if yeah, it goes too absolutely. serious, then it doesn't feel like real life anymore. Because unless yeah. you're just hanging out with terrible people in real life, like there is <laughs> some humor, hopefully, in your life. I mean, yeah. Now that I think about it, there have been a few times when I've been around people where I'm like, this is just like that horrible movie oh where God. everyone was yeah. was drunk and angry and yelling at everybody. Ugh. it's real i hate that <laughs> what a depressing it's existence real. yeah Ugh. i know like i gotta get away from these folks yeah. where's george stark when you need him i know he seems fun you know he he, he does yeah. not have a good a good time it seems <laughs> a little too much but you know a little too much you know yeah. maybe it's not interesting that, that uh, with his own leg but yeah you know that was a little a little, <laughs> little much uh it's a little much george and, a little much and, and, and shoving a guy's penis in his mouth or whatever he apparently does we don't see it but it's implied i mean that's fun though i, I mean, mean i've done that before I mean, it's not that bad <laughs> typical friday night right typical friday night shoving <laughs> penises in my mouth ah <laughs> uh, college <laughs> the days of yore the day- <laughs> Oh boy! They um, he kind of does the same thing with uh, 
secret window it's even like the same like yeah. um dark half uh this mississippi southern brawl draw mm-hmm. sorry brawl draw draw uh <laughs> <A> draw <brawl>. character <laughs> But in that one, it actually ends up being like, I mean, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's been like 20, 20 years, but in that one, it actually is yeah. him doing the killings and everything. But That's it's, true. It's, it's interesting that, uh, like we said, wasn't yeah. Timothy Hutton also in that movie? Yes. Wasn't now that you like say the guy, I think he was. Yeah. He was like the guy that Johnny Depp's wife was fucking on the yeah, side Yeah, I think now that right? you say it, yeah. Didn't he turn them into like corn at the end or something? Um. He like he buried, buried them, them and then like yeah and then like put them in the planted yeah, corn or something. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. it was something with corn. All I remember yeah, of, at yeah. the end of that movie is that he takes a big bite of corn. I was like, what a weird yes. ending. Yes, <laughs> it's just like a close up of him just going crunch at the end. Right. Yeah, it's something that Stephen King likes to come back to a lot. This like duality in all of us and uh, yes, how it can be helpful and hurtful and everything in between. And, we don't all uh, all have split personalities, thankfully, but no. uh, we do have aspects of ourselves that we hide or you know let loose sometimes. And, um, yeah, uh, that's just part of living in like a quote unquote polite society. You know, there's certain things you it's can't true. do, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's it's, it is it's so unfortunate. unfortunate. You know, it's it's, it's, it's like, about lo- law and order to some degree, but yeah, it's it, there are things that I wish we could you know do more of. I just want to be me. I just want to be just, my own George just, Stark. I think that's the just just be yourself you know i think that's the message here um and uh reconcile that dark half and i i I think that is maybe the bigger issue is i think repression you know trying to hide it and then it eventually comes out and in bad very bad ways whereas if you find a way to not necessarily embrace the darkness but examine it and like bring it out from time to time and be like Mm -hmm. okay why do i feel this way uh, exactly you know, yeah rather than just hiding it and shoving it down forever because mm-hmm. then like i said it's just going to come out and cause a lot of issues at some point in life it always does you oh, know yeah. it always does yeah that repression man it'll get you every time it's, it's the worst i mean there's a lot of bad parts about being a human being but it's one of the worst you know it's it, yeah it's because it just causes so many issues over time but um, yeah anyway that was our free willing discussion about psychology yes and life and <laughs> Once again, brought to you by Dayquil. <laughs> uh, good lord! Oh, brings Somebody up the best stop in all this. me! <laughs> <laughs> I'm smoking. <laughs> I need to see that again. Another it's... film about duality. Well, you know, I'm just gonna say it. Jim Carrey, underrated actor. I like Jim Carrey absolutely. A lot. I do com- too. Comedic roles, in dramatic roles. I like everything Jim Carrey's done. And I'm sorry. I believe he's I a treasure. <laughs> he is a treasure. <laughs> Other than the like weird anti-back stuff that I think he, he was into that for a while. That stuff is there, frightening. But, but everything yeah. else, I like. I think he got... I'm trying to figure out if he got Jenny McCarthy into that or she got him into that. I'm not right. sure. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't either. know. That is that is a mystery. That is the mystery. But, uh... but I don't care for it. I think it's dangerous and irresponsible. Right. Hell, let's, let's cast Jim Carrey in a Dark Half remake. Why not? <laughs> Ooh, actually... That could be very interesting. What is that? He did that one movie that was um um the number the number right yeah. yeah that was kind it of it was a... not very good but I remember no, him no. being good in it yeah so yeah, maybe yeah he's just mm. he just needs to explore that again but with a slightly better story perhaps yeah just pick the creative team very carefully what's William Friedkin doing these days I know he's like eighty something but you know bring him back 
He's still got some spunk. I think he's, he's kicking. Right. I just yeah. thought about him because uh, my overlooked gem for the day is um, Bug from 2006. Ooh. You know? Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd in what should have been an Oscar-winning performance, but as we've I seen agree. this year, uh, always overlooked horror um, mm. you know, performances. It's I can't believe disgusting. Mia Goth got nothing. Uh, Ugh. Ugh. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. Ugh. Ugh. What a world. What a world. Mm. Um, Bug, however... Hard film to describe. Uh, kind of a psychological paranoia thriller um, by Mr. William Friedkin, acclaimed director of The Guardian. I guess mm, The Exorcist yes. as well. But The Guardian is, uh, the, is the one. It's one of her lesser known films, really. Not <laughs> yes, really. yes. You know, it got him on the map, but, you know. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, it was fine, you know. <laughs> I saw it once or twice. It was okay. I mean, I'm I, I'm looking forward to the remake more. So, <laughs> oh, who isn't? <laughs> God. Oh, um, fuck me with a crucifix. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not excited. As we're saying that, like our faces are burning off because it's just like, ugh, okay. Um, it's so disturbing no, to even think about. To think about, but uh, bug. No, it's uh, set in Oklahoma. Uh, you got this waitress. Uh, she is living in an isolated and dilapidated roadside motel. Sounds fun. Um, and she meets this guy named Peter. Uh, and he's this quiet and mysterious man. Um, and they kind of hit it off pretty quickly and they establish this very weird relationship. Um, also the, the Agnes, the, the lead works, I believe at a lesbian bar. I remember that being a fun little touch, oh, but yeah, I don't I think, think so. she's a lesbian, but she just works on Anyway, uh, so Peter and her, they hit it off, and um, turns out he is a veteran of the Gulf War, and so he says, because Peter makes a lot of claims. He claims that they did biological testing on him, and um, they're screening his phone calls, and that anywhere he goes, they put these little bugs in the room, um, like uh, surveillance bugs, not like actual bugs although it's who knows with this movie i, I can't even tell you <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um but uh, the closer they get the more they start kind of tweaking out and uh it, uh, the movie kind of gets into this idea of like shared psych psychotic disorders and um delusional behavior that uh grows between people over time which is interesting because it's not something that a lot of movies really talk about a lot i mean you, you get the mm -hmm. idea of mob mentality a lot but not in detail of like how right. people are can be brainwashed into believing different things and uh um, yeah um so so that's interesting and uh it's um it just it hits a lot of bases it's it's got some melodrama it's got a little bit of a love story it's it's horror it's um uh, like I said, kind of government surveillance thriller thing, I guess. So we, again, it's never really made clear entirely what is happening in this movie. Um, but it's, it's it's just an interesting little film that I feel like gets overlooked a lot. Um, mm -hmm. You know, talk about it. And like we said, uh, great performance from Ashley Judd here as well. Uh, not her typical like garden variety thriller that she became known for in the 90s and such. Uh uh, the reason I thought about this movie is that somebody brought up the fact that it it had an F audience score in 2006. Like, this is not the kind of movie that was no. in, 
horror. Horror in 2006 was like Black Christmas. And, yeah. Uh, you know, really ridiculous. The Halloween remake and just uh, exploitation, um, torture porn yeah. kind of stuff. So th- this was very different. So I can understand audiences maybe not being super receptive to it, but uh, I, I think I, it I has, do seem to remember... Yeah. They also promoted it like from the director of the scariest movie of all time, mm. The Exorcist. Yeah. And then yeah. people went to see it and they were like, where are the scares? It wasn't scary. Right. It's not a straightforward uh, uh, horror film in that regard. I mean, there's it's, it's yeah. um, more of a psychological study, like I said. Uh, um, but yeah, anyway, that was The Dark Half. That was our Stephen King month. We'll see what we're going to do next month. We don't know yet. Uh, we'll figure it out, as always, on the fly. <laughs> In the meantime, you can follow us. Facebook, Twitter, H-O-H-H Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Homos and Haunted Hill, all one word. We're on Letterboxd. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to those who have. Please be nice if you do. We appreciate it. I don't know. I, anyway, I, we hope everyone is staying healthy. We are not, but hopefully everyone else Apparently, is. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. We didn't get the memo, but I hope everyone no. else is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. January just always pretty terrible month uh, for, for me anyway yeah, i don't know just, just, just january and august man they're, they're always pretty bad february is not great for me either but just that's for personal yeah. reasons but uh every winter is just uh you know it's it, 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 it takes a toll toll on yeah all of us but there's you don't see the sun much it's seasonal depression you know winter it's cold but uh well uh yeah so we'll be back next week probably with something thrilling as always or not throwing. Yes. Who knows? Funny? Uh, I mean, who romantic? Knows? Who knows? <laughs> we, we, we might do uh, the films of Nora Ephron. That might have been a clue I think, earlier. I, th- I think we talked about doing a Julia Roberts marathon. Maybe we'll just do a Julia Roberts marathon. <laughs> I'd be game for it, honestly. But <laughs> the fuck not? Shit. Gosh. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.